PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing the Defensive Player of the Year Award. You love award season, Sam. This at least doesn't have the word value in the name, so we can discuss it. So the Defensive Player of the Year Award will have a nice, hearty discussion here. Uh, who's the guy? Who's it going to be? We've got TJ Watt in the mix, because he's going to potentially break Michael Strahan's sack record. More on that in a minute. We've got Trevon Diggs with 11 interceptions. You have Micah Parsons just breaking out, doing all world everything. And then, of course, you have Aaron Donald. So who is the defensive player of the year? Look at you pandering to the Steelers fans you've upset right up top. Uh, you also you snubbing Miles Garrett in the process. Look, I, you can't can't go two minutes without pissing. Is Miles Garrett reason. breaking the sack record? He's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be in this discussion. The voters but, are going to look at Miles Garrett. It's irrelevant. Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year this year. Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year every year. Wait, pause, um, pause. Just just load up. We did the show. We already did the show. We did it last year. Yeah. Just pause it and just just load up last year's show. Same same analysis. Yeah. Put me down for whatever I said a year ago. That, that's essentially what we're talking about here with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is and has been the best player in the NFL for effectively the duration of his career. Now, there have been players that have challenged him. And actually this year, I think you can make an argument that he's the second best player in the NFL for this season. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll get to that when the real PFF awards come out um, after the season, the, the Dwight Stevenson award, our best player period. But on the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Donald is and remains the best defensive player in the NFL. He is an absolutely unstoppable force. Again, the problem is we're just dealing with like, voter fatigue, right? People have gotten bored with recognizing just how freakishly good Aaron Donald is, so that if anybody even vaguely approaches his level of dominance, it's like, oh, look at this new shiny thing over here. Like, yeah, but that shiny thing over there is like not quite as shiny as this thing over here that you've just become jaded to because you've seen that shiny thing for the last five, six straight years. I, see, here's where I disagree. I don't think it's voter fatigue. Because the year, I forget the exact years that Aaron Donald won it, but what year, the year he had, what, 20 sacks or whatever, it was like, mm -hmm. oh, of course Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year. The problem is we're still stuck with people looking at the traditional stats. And I, I know we're a stat company, Sam. We work at PFF. We give you guys a lot of grades. Of course, we'll give you a lot of stats as well. But as I tweeted out to the world uh, just yesterday, I said, look, I, I really, the more I think about this, I've come to the, this conclusion again describing players with stats in football just doesn't work the same way it does in other sports. In other sports, it gets you much closer to the answer. And we're still stuck in, for defensive players, you have sacks and you have interceptions. And it's those two things. And if a guy has 20 sacks, it doesn't matter that he played 600, 700, 800 snaps. The 20 is the number. If he has 11 interceptions like Javon Diggs, doesn't matter that he played 900 snaps. It's the 11. And, you know, again, we focus on every single player on every play and we give credit when Donald whoops the guard one-on-one -on -one, gets into the backfield at 1.5 seconds, even if the quarterback gets the ball off, that's a more impressive play than say the sack that TJ Watt picked up against Baker Mayfield, where he Baker slid at the line of scrimmage and TJ just happened to be the closest guy. So we're just doing things differently. As I say in the, you know, PFF NFL podcast opener. And I, people are still, I think stuck on some of the basic stats in all of these discussions. I mean, I do think that, I, I think that's probably fair. I think people are still massively stat driven with this stuff. That's why Trayvon Diggs is getting defensive player of the year consideration. Whereas, you know, you go listen to the, the PFF daily episode that I did with uh, Deontay 
he shouldn't be in that conversation. 11 interceptions or not. I mean, Deontay, I think, has taken it, <laughs> taken it to extremes. He was sort of tweeting that, look, if, if you actually look at the numbers that, you know, look at him in cover one, look at him in man coverage situations, 11 interceptions isn't just not painting an accurate picture. It's almost hiding a truly terrible cornerback here. Like, that's what he's talking about in terms of his overall quality. So people are definitely too stat driven. I do think that voter fatigue is a massive factor with Aaron Donald. And then the other factor I think that that hurts him a lot is he's being judged against himself, not against everybody else, which I don't think is a fair way of doing it either. Like Aaron Donald had that year, uh, 2018, where he had the 21 sacks. He had 106 total pressures. He had a PFF pass rushing grade of 94.3, an overall grade of 95.3. And from that moment on, that's now his benchmark, right? That is the standard against which Aaron Donald gets judged. And if he falls below that, which he has every year since, albeit marginally, it's like, oh, well, well, Donald's not as good this year. It's like, yeah, but he's still better than everybody else. Like, that's not... That's not the standard. Defensive player of the year is not, are you better than you've ever been before? It's just, (laughs) are you better than every other defender this year? To which the answer with Donald is always yes. Yeah, our grades seem to always back that up. I want to get into that discussion a little bit more. We've hit the final week of the pro football regular season. College football is headed into the national championship. DraftKings Sportsbook, they got an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time in the football calendar. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL, no, sorry, any football team. That's right, any football team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still find your way to the winner's circle. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. It's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Look, I, I, I've been in this. I've been in so many debates this week, Sam. I, the, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty heated in social media world for me this week. But I stated the case for Tom Brady as MVP, citing our grades and war and some of the, some, the, ba- the good and bad luck that has fueled Tom Brady's grades versus, say, Aaron Rodgers' grades. And a lot of the rebuttals I get is, look at all these efficiency stats that Aaron Rodgers has. And I'm like, well, th- here, uh, let me show you the plays because there's overlap in all those stats. Let me show you the plays that help define those stats because they're out of the quarterback's control. And again, that's what I feel like we're always trying to do here. Trevon Diggs has an interception where Leonard Fournette just dropped the ball, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't a great play. He was in the right place at the right time. That's one of the 11. But that interception, seeing 11 versus 10 or 10 versus nine interceptions, it does something in you that says something great must be happening here. If TJ Watt has one more sack, just one more, something's going to happen emotionally in the voters that's going to say something special happens this season. And whether right or wrong, and I'm not I'm not even trying to take away from TJ Watt. He's got I think he's had a pretty special season, Sam. It's not just the sacks, strip sacks in overtime into the fourth quarter. He saved the game against Seattle. He's done great things. But what I'm saying is these individual plays create emotional responses in fans and in analysts when again there's 900 or 1000 snaps to evaluate these guys sometimes, not just the 20. Yeah, I interceptions I think is a it's a worse one, right? Like 
the idea, I got hit with this a lot when I made the argument uh, in an article about Trayvon Diggs. And people were like, this hasn't happened in 40 years. So he must be doing something special. You're like, yeah, but that's literally the point, right? In order, because it hasn't happened in 40 years, you don't get to that number just by being good. Like that's, in order for you to achieve something that hasn't happened for 40 years, you need to be good. You also need to be lucky and you need quarterbacks to make some boneheaded decisions and throw the ball your way. Like all those things need to happen at the same time for you to reach that number. Other, one of them on its own doesn't get there, right? Otherwise, you would see a Darrell Rivas year where he had 12 picks or, you know, those kinds of things. So, and I think Sachs is a little bit less like that, where at least, you know, you can pop off, have an insane year and actually threaten the sack record in a way that I don't think works just for corners. Like no amount of just purely dominant, elite, freakish corner play is going to get you to 12 picks in a year. Like you need the opportunity. Pass rusher, I think, is a little different because you're going to get three, four hundred refs to rush the passer and you can just like whoop ass enough for to get that number. Um, but I agree, like the the difference between TJ Watt winning this award and not in reality is whether he achieves that number or not in a week. And that's yeah. that's just a dumb way of measuring it. The other thing, too, with defensive player of the year, it does seem like everybody's case is only based off of positive plays. If you stack up a bunch of sacks, because again, the, the stats that are thrown at us, this many sacks, this many tackles for loss, which by the way, the way the NFL counts them, they might be double counting. Uh, if you tell me that uh, Trevon Diggs has 11 interceptions and 21 pass breakups, it's really 10 pass breakups and 11 interceptions, you're double counting. So, But you're only seeing positives. You're not seeing the yards given up by Diggs. You're not seeing TJ Watt maybe losing the edge in the run game. But he's been a pretty good run defender. But going back to the question, to the question here, for me, it's Aaron Donald. For you, it's Aaron Donald because we've got every single snap graded, every single snap that includes all of his pass rushes that may not be sacks but are still impactful, all of his great play against the run, and he's done it for more snaps than anyone else too, a defensive lineman uh, out there for 972 snaps. That's most of any defensive lineman in the NFL, so the durability is there for Aaron Donald as well. Yeah, let me give you two last data points to back it up. Obviously, the, the grade has him at number one. The grade is the play-by-play -play analysis of every player and every play. Um, just look at total pressures, right? Edge rushers get about, they get more pressure than interior uh, linemen. It's, it's a significantly easier to generate pressure on the edge than it is inside. Donald is second in the NFL in total pressures behind only Max Crosby, who was faced a phenomenal cupcake run of right tackles. And Crosby, by the way, is also in this discussion, I think, uh, on merit. So Crosby's ahead of him by six. Donald is number two. Of the top 10 players, they are an edge rusher, Aaron Donald, an interior player, an edge, an edge, an edge, an edge, an edge, a linebacker slash edge in Micah Parsons, and then Chris Jones, who moonlighted on the edge earlier in the year, and then another edge. Like, it's Donald is the only guy that plays full-time inside and generates that much pressure. And again, year after year after year. And then the last point is, I said to you before we came on the show, is Donald the only non-quarterback in the NFL with a PFF war figure above one, one win above replacement? And he is. Like, he is. Donald is the only player in the NFL, not a quarterback, that is above one. The next highest defensive player is at 0 0.65. Donald is in a different world to any other defender. And even though the, the, the word value isn't in the name of the award, it still matters, I think, in this discussion. Because, again, he's out there 
elite football for 972 snaps. No defensive lineman uh, is that close. So give it to Aaron Donald. Great season by TJ Watt. Great player. Ball hawk, Trevon Diggs, Micah Parsons. Never seen anything like it. But Aaron Donald, defensive player of the year. Go Steelers. It's PFF, NFL Daily.